Every boy has a question in his heart. Do I have what it takes to be a man? Today, we're going to find out where our boys can find the answer to this question. Welcome to episode 20 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. Hey mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Do you feel overwhelmed by the weight of responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and even our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. We boy moms gotta stick together, right? I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. In the last few episodes of Redeeming the Chaos, we have been taking a look at the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. We learned that our boys were created to uniquely reflect God's image in their masculinity. We learned that God created our boys to be wild and dangerous, and we learned that God created our boys with a desire to fight battles and live for adventure. If you haven't yet listened to those episodes, feel free to go back and listen to episodes 18 and 19. And today we are going to wrap up this three-part series on the book Wild at Heart. We discussed in our last episode that all boys have a question in their hearts that needs to be answered. Do I have what it takes? Am I powerful? Am I a real man? Boys go to their father for their answer to this question. Am I a man, daddy? Oftentimes, and for many different reasons, fathers are not always equipped or prepared to answer their son's question. Fathers often communicate to their sons in one way or another that they do not have what it takes, that they are weak and worthless. Eldridge says, Every boy in his journey to become a man takes an arrow in the center of his heart, in the place of his strength. Because the wound is rarely discussed and even more rarely healed, every man carries a wound, and the wound is nearly always given by his father. Eldridge says over and over again that masculinity must be bestowed from other men. He says, every man wants to play the hero. Every man needs to know that he is powerful. Boys need to know who they are and that they have what it takes. He says, it's crucial for the dad to answer this question for his son, or the boy may be tempted to go elsewhere in search of the answer to his question. As our boys grow into their teen years, they are more likely to develop unhealthy romantic interests in their search for identity and the answer to their question. But since masculinity must be bestowed and passed on by other men, our boys will never find the answer they seek from a romantic interest. So my question then for us mamas is this, how can we encourage our husbands and the fathers of our boys to communicate strength and confidence to them? How can we encourage our husbands to answer this crucial question for our sons, do I have what it takes? How can you as a mom help to heal the wound in your son's heart, or maybe even prevent it altogether. Our boys need intimacy, closeness, and connection with their dads. Our boys need their dads to guide them into adventure and to test their strength. 
One of the things that we can do is to talk with our husbands about this topic. Encourage your husband to be intentional about spending time with your son. A few suggestions might be to take him out hunting or fishing, go on a hike together, work on the car together, go out for coffee, wrestle on the living room floor, set up a tent in the backyard and have a camp out, learn how to run the family business or play a sport together. The options are endless. Now, I know for some of you listening, perhaps your son's father is not even involved in your life. It's possible that you are a single mom or that maybe your husband is not as proactive in raising your children as you would like him to be. My encouragement for you is this. God isn't surprised by your situation. God isn't wringing his hands in frustration. He sees you and he sees your boy. He has equipped you to be the mom of your children and he will not abandon you or your son. Pray that God would bring godly men into your son's life who can answer his question, do I have what it takes to be a man? As moms, we also have a role in helping our sons to become real men. Eldridge says, there comes a time for the shift when he, the boy, begins to seek out his father's affection and attention. This is a very hard time in a mother's life when the father replaces her as the center of the boy's universe. Few mothers do it willingly. Very few do it well. Many women ask their sons to fill a void in their soul that their husband has left. But the boy has a question that needs an answer, and he cannot get the answer from his mother. Femininity can never bestow masculinity. So in order to help our boys become strong, courageous young men, we need to give our boys the space to be dangerous, to be adventurous, and to prove that they have what it takes. Now, don't get me wrong. This does not mean that our sons don't need their mothers. They absolutely do need us. But at some point, as they grow to be young men, we need to be willing to release our control in their lives and allow them to enter the world of men. So what does this look like? How can we practically prepare our sons to grow into strong, courageous young men who love Jesus? And I believe that the answer is to be intentional. Eldridge says that the father's role is to arrange for passage into manhood, to keep his eye out for the moment the question arises, and then speak into his son's heart. Yes, you have what it takes. Our Western Christian culture has lost the tradition of rites of passage into adulthood. There are so many cultures and religions around the world that have a special ceremony or initiation that tells the boy, you are now a man. So I think we need to be intentional and to have a plan in place to teach our kids what it looks like to be a real man and to have their question answered for them. So I think we need to be intentional and have a plan in place to teach our kids what it looks like to be a real man. Eldridge says that boys are desperate for initiation. A man needs to know his name. He needs to know he's got what it takes. That deep heart knowledge comes only through a process of initiation. You have to know where you've come from. You have to have faced a series of trials that test you. You have to have taken a journey and you have to have faced your enemy. Now, that may seem very philosophical, but I think for our boys, it should actually be quite literal, a literal series of trials that test them, a literal journey, and as we talked in our last episode, that they do have a literal enemy. 
My husband and I have been brainstorming about what it might look like to initiate our boys into manhood. I don't know all of the details yet about what it will look like, but I am envisioning some sort of wilderness camping trip with their dad for a weekend. I want to help my husband come up with some tests of strength for our boys. Physical strength, mental strength, and spiritual strength. And I'm imagining that this, that there might be two different events, maybe once when the boy turns 10 or 13, and then again when he graduates from high school, um, there could be several steps in this initiation process. Maybe the first event could be a local overnight camping trip where the mental task is that our son has to help plan the trip and figure out what they need and how they are going to survive out in the wilderness. Where will they sleep? What supplies will they need? How will they cook their food? Things like that. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Bear Grylls, but my boys have recently discovered him and they just love him. He is the famous British adventurer who stars in several TV shows, including Man vs. Wild and You vs. Wild. And we have several of his survival guides, and I have never seen my eight-year-old read through a book so quickly. These guides teach them skills like building a shelter in the woods, how to build a campfire, how to survive a snowstorm, how to skin a deer, all of the things that eight-year-old boys just love. And there's just something about surviving in the wilderness, I think, that excites the hearts of men and boys. But I must say, my eight-year-old is way more excited about this than than my husband. (laughs) In addition to the mental challenge of planning and preparing for the trip, there will also be a physically challenging component that involves doing something dangerous like whitewater rafting or rock climbing. And there will also be a spiritual challenge, like memorizing a portion of scripture or reading a book of the Bible together on the trip. I think it's really important for my husband to communicate with our sons. You are now a man. You have what it takes. You have proven your strength. And I think it would be really fun to have some sort of certificate or trophy or medal or something like that once they have completed the initiation as a reminder that they are now a man and they will now have more responsibilities and higher expectations. Now, this all seems kind of ideal in many ways, and I know many of you are wondering if this kind of initiation process is actually possible in your family. I know some of you are worried that it may be too late for your boys. You're feeling like your situation is hopeless. Mama, take heart. We serve a gracious God who knows that we are flawed and that we can't parent perfectly. Eldridge says that even if your boy's father did his job well, he can only take him part way. There comes a time when our boys have to leave all that is familiar and go on into the unknown with God. So the reality is, when it all comes down to it, God is truly the only one who can answer the question in our boys' hearts. Even if their fathers are amazing and loving and intentional and spend time with their sons, only God can truly affirm their masculinity and tell them that they are strong and that they have what it takes to be a man. This is really encouraging to me because it takes a little bit of the pressure off us as parents. Even though we have a huge responsibility to help our boys grow into young men, they will still have an empty space in their hearts and lives that can only be filled by God. And God created us that way. He created all of us that way to need him. Even if their fathers are involved and intentional and wonderful, they are still flawed and sinful. No one is perfect and no one can be a perfect parent. 
The best thing we can do for our boys is to lead them to Christ so that he can answer their question and fulfill the deepest desires of their hearts. Eldridge says that healing never happens outside of intimacy with Christ. The healing of our wound flows out of our union with him. He says, abiding in the love of God is our only hope, the only true home for our hearts. This deep, intimate union with Jesus and with his Father is the source of all our healing and all our strength. So many men equate strength with independence, and they feel that if they need anything or anyone outside of themselves, then they are weak. But this is not what the Bible teaches. The Bible is clear that we can do nothing without God. Even Jesus lived his life in total dependence and submission to God the Father, setting an example for us to follow. Eldridge says that we are made to depend on God. We are made for union with him, and nothing about us works right without it. The true essence of strength is passed to us from God through our union with him. The true man is unashamed to admit his desperate dependence on God. You must ask God what he thinks of you, and you must stay with a question until you have an answer. As I mentioned in previous episodes, the best thing we can do for our boys to help them grow into strong, courageous young men is to point them to Jesus. The enemy will try to attack their identity in Christ and convince them that they are weak and worthless and evil to the core. But that is not how God sees them. If our boys have invited Jesus to be their Savior and accepted his gift of salvation, then they have a new heart that is good. Romans 8.1 says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jeremiah 31, 33, and 34 says, I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people, and I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So, mamas, here are my thought challenges for you today. Does your son have godly male influences in his life that can help to teach him what it looks like to be a real man? If not, start praying today that God would bring some of these men into your son's life. How can you and your husband be intentional about initiating your son into manhood? And what does that look like in your family? How are you being intentional about affirming your son's identity in Christ? How can you guide your son to know Jesus and to take his question to him? Let's close in prayer. God, sometimes the task of raising godly, courageous young men feels daunting and overwhelming. I know that my boys need you desperately, and so do I. Thank you for loving my boys even more than I do. Please give me wisdom and grace as I guide their hearts towards you. Soften their hearts to understand their need for you. I know that you are the only one who can truly tell them who they are. You are the only one who can truly fill the emptiness in their lives. I trust that you will finish the work that you have begun in their hearts. Amen. So I have an exciting announcement for you guys. Next week, we are going to do something special here on Redeeming the Chaos. Um, I don't know if you have 
read any of my uh, devotional Bible stories before, but I am actually going to be reading one of the stories here on the podcast. I did it back at Christmas time. We did a, a three-week um, series on the Christmas story, and now I am going to be reading my devotional Bible storybook called Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter. And this book invites families of elementary age children to experience firsthand the anticipation, the sorrow, the tragedy, the fear, and the ultimate triumph of Jesus' death and resurrection. Through the eyes of six eyewitnesses, you will be led on a journey through the busyness of the streets of Jerusalem, to the despair of Golgotha, and finally to the celebration of the empty grave. Come and see Mary's love poured out when she anoints Jesus in Bethany. Come and see Judas's cunning plan to betray Jesus. Come and see Peter's confused reaction when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Come and see Nicodemus's confliction when Jesus is sentenced to death. Come and see John's agony as he watches his best friend suffer and die. Come and see Mary Magdalene's jubilation when Jesus appears alive once again. This book includes 30 short devotional stories, each with accompanying scripture references and questions for discussion and imagination. Use this resource to create deeper connections with your kids this Easter as you read and discuss what it would have been like to experience firsthand the events of the Holy Week. May you gain a deeper understanding of the love and life our Lord offers as you and your family prepare your hearts for the celebration of our risen Savior. I would love for you to join me next week as we begin reading Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter, and we will be reading one story each day leading up to Easter. So you are welcome to grab the kids and join in and listen together. If you would prefer a digital copy of this book, you are welcome to download a copy from my website. You can go to redeemingthechaos.com, and I will also have a link in the show notes for you. Real quick, Mama, before you go, do you know any other moms who are feeling overwhelmed by the daunting task of raising courageous boys? Would you share a link to this podcast episode with them? Also, I would love to invite you to join me in our new Facebook group. It is called Raising Courageous Boys, and it's a place for Christian boy moms to connect and encourage each other on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising boys. I have a link to the group in the show notes, or you can go to redeemingthechaos.com. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 20 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com. 